Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We need more peace and gentleness in this world, but we can't demand it of others. We have to be it ourselves. Commando Steve. Welcome one and all. This is episode 29 with Steve Willis or better known as Commando Steve. Hello everyone. Welcome so much to the Storybox podcast. My name is Jay Phantom. I'm your host for this show. Thank you so much for all of you that are returning listeners and for those of you who are new listeners to the show, just want to say welcome and thank you. I really do appreciate your support and I hope that you guys are able to get something out of this week's episode and all the other episodes that we have launched as well. Got so many amazing guests coming up, but this week, guys, we got Commando Steve. Now, if you don't know who Commando Steve is, a little bit of a backstory for you before we get stuck into, I guess, what we speak about on this week's episode. But since 2005, Commando Steve has been engaged in enriching people's lives with proven techniques and strategies that address the mental, physical, and spiritual aspects of our being. Now, Steve is Australia's most recognized and well-respected fitness experts, and we won't judge him for this New South Wales, but he grew up in Queensland, and he joined the Army when he left school, and over the next decade, he served in the Australian Special Forces. Now, in 2004, he left the Army to launch a new career as a fitness professional. Five years later, he came forth in the World CrossFit Games in 2009 in California, beating over 50 competitors. At the same time, Steve became a familiar face on TV screens as the trainer in Australia's Biggest Loser and more recently on Australian Survivor. Now, on this episode, we dive deep into, and I mean deep, into Steve's mentality, why he does, specifically what what he does, how he grew up, his his childhood, um, why he decided to join the army in the first place, or what was his reasons for that, his definition of success and how that's changed over the years. I love asking people that question. And I always get a different response each and every time. But we dive deeper into, I guess, some strategies and how we can become better as people. Now, I know you guys are going to get a lot out of this episode, so I'm going to be quiet now. And let's dive into the story box and hear Commando Steve Willis's story. <laughs> oh, Jared! Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Gosh, it's it's one thing to see it written on uh, written on a piece of paper or you know on the website, but to have it kind of read back to you is um, <laughs> is another thing. De- <laughs> definitely, man. It's one thing to also yeah, read it. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. It's yeah. Like uh, honestly, man, uh, I love you. I love reading people's backstory, but I also love getting into why people do things in the first place. It's different when you actually hear yeah. it from the person 
rather than you actually reading yeah. it. Uh, before we get stuck into yeah. all your backstory and how that all got started for you and why, I have one question that I love asking people, and that is, what is your definition of success? Oh, my defin definition of success is regardless of your endeavor or you know what it is that you're doing, that you go about it in the most graceful way possible. Mm. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is your interaction with what it is that you're doing and I guess the, the passion and, and the intention behind it, but um, not just to, to go on a forge that path with blinkers on, but to be all embracing and the environments that you come into contact with in a daily sense, but also the interactions with other human beings and just, just how you treat them. And if you can be kind, calm and considerate um, introspectively, you know, with yourself, um, you tend to have uh, a better interaction with the reality that um, that you live in in a daily sense and, and other people. Mm. Um, because other than that, you know, success can be broken down into to a variety of different things. You know, some people, uh, it's, a, it's the monetary reward. Other people, it's the service and, and the contribution to, to others. And, and the list goes on. But um, I think at the heart of it all, and what it means to be human is, is those bonds and connections. Mm, that's good. Where do you think this idea of success came from for you? Was it a gradual thing over time or was there yeah. a catalyst moment for you? Um, I think it's through the experiences of life and, and that gradual deepening of understanding, you know, we, we, we kind of comprehend, we, we understand through reading things to a certain degree or it's written on a whiteboard, um, but it's through the lived experience mm -hmm. and that comprehension of the mind that we then embody um, that way of being. Mm -hmm. And we, we take hold and we put in place the behaviours and habits that um, help to promote that. Mm -hmm. And for myself, much like anybody else. You know, there's a lot of habits and behaviors that have been placed since we were young. Yep. And I think coming to the realization or the awareness that some of those don't best service now that we're, we're older and adults and come to a place of acceptance, and through that acceptance, we can then let go mm -hmm. of things that no longer are needed. And then that enables us to embrace new habits, new beliefs, new new ways of, of being. And, and I think that process is an evol evolutionary process. It's mm. um, Everything is impermanent and it's mm. it's just working through. It's like every day is a new day. It's an opportunity in the present moment to, um, mm. to just you know, put a smile on your face and you know, see the beauty and the and the um, the magnificence of what is and um, mm. and, and go on just deepening your understanding behind things. And I think as you deepen that understanding and you you transcend is probably the word, you know, through certain things, you've got these, these structures and these beliefs and you go, oh, here I am at the boundaries of those. Mm. But it's time to kind of break those boundaries and move 
move into the next phase and then yeah, with the process of time and, mm. and experience, you come up to the next set of boundaries and much like the ring barks on a tree, you grow with age yeah. and, um, you know, what's left are those, are those rings that, mm. that kind of you know, show that, that age to a degree and we as humans kind of show it in our physical form but um, I think it's the, uh, the, it's the wisdom that we derive from it and, and um, I think at the heart of it is, is we find we can just sit back and observe and not feel so compelled to react. Mm. We can see things and go, oh, yes, I did that once. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and not feel you need to project yourself into it because that person's at a stage in their life when, where they may need to go through that to, mm. to, to learn what they need to learn to move on. And other times you see that it's going to be a right rule mess and um, you do need to you know, give your five cents and, um, and help maybe give them a bit of a nudge in a direction that's a little more um, um, yeah, conducive with what it is that um, you know, they're looking for. Mm, that's really good, man. Perfect way to sort of start our conversation. And I'm, I'm curious to know, like, because you started in the Special Forces, the Australian Special mm-hmm. Forces, why did you decide to go that direction in your life yeah. when you probably could have gone so many other directions? Did you always want to go there or what, what's, what's your... Uh, no. Yeah. Well, when I was young, I guess, like a lot of boys being a police officer or a fire in the, in the fire brigade, you know, as a fiery or an ambo or in the army being a soldier, or kind of kind of knocks about in the back of your mind. Yep. But um, I joined the military to do a trade. Oh. I wanted to um, get my ticket as a builder and then um, move on from that back into a civilian life and build houses and you know, work work with my hands. And mm. I, something that I've always loved and something that I was good at in school was the shop classes. And um, so I joined the military and then at recruit training and the like, there was a lot of infantry guys that were the directed staff there and they're like, there's no point being in the army unless you go to infantry. You can do every other job that's in the army in Civvy Street. So if you want to do that, piss off back to Civvy Street. <laughs> and, uh, I was like 18 and I was like, oh, I'm going to infantry. And then from infantry, I was posted into a unit from infantry or the school of infantry. I was posted into a unit that went through um, the role change from infantry, the Royal Australian Regiment to Special Forces Unit Mm. There was a period of time where we kind of had one foot in the RAR camp and one foot in the Special Forces side of things. And guys that were in that unit were given the opportunity to do selection. And yep. if you pass selection and the, the rigors of all the other training, you got to wear the beret and you know, be a part of that unit. And um, yeah, I, I managed to jump through all those hoops and you know find myself at the other end and, and doing that job, which... I'm eternally grateful for because I learned a lot from it and and had a lot of fun and met a lot of you know awesome people who are you know still very close friends to this day and um, I think a lot of the structures and the routines that, that you know I still uphold to this day I'm um, I'm grateful for or thankful for from uh, my army days. Wow. So what was I guess the most important lesson that you learned? during your time in the Australian Army? 
do the work. Mm. Daily practice. You've got to hone your skills. Whatever it is that you want to do, you um, you, you've got to be you've got to be responsible and accountable for it. And you know, I take that into what I do now as a trainer. And much like I wanted to build houses, mm. in that in the sense or the form of what you know that is construction and working with wood and metal and brick. I'm doing with people now, but in the physical form, you know, within their bodies, helping them to, mm. um, to, to, to reestablish, you know, uh, some sense of health and well-being, and you know, in in the fitness side of things rather than you know the construction side of things, and mm. uh, to the action piece, um, you know, a push up, you know, what's a push up look like? What's the structure and the standard of a push up, and then upholding that each and every rep, a squat, a lunge, you, know, you name it, whatever it might be. Mm. And I remember back to my biggest loser days and when we were first on set and you'd have this fresh team for the new season and you could see in their eyes that they thought it was almost through osmosis by standing next to you that this transformation would happen <laughs> and that you could talk a lot um, and soon or quickly they realized that the talk turned into work yep. and the work needs to be consistent and it was through that consistent effort that the transformation occurred mm. and that's what I've taken from the army. Mate, we, 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 we yeah, the amount of work and that work ethic which was instilled from before my army days with my dad and, and growing up I think has been one of my, my greatest assets and um, it's a willingness to do what's required. Maybe the toilets need cleaning, clean the toilets. Like, don't just leave it for somebody else. If there's rubbish on the ground, pick it up. If dishes need washing, wash them. If mm. the bed needs making, make it. Like, at the heart of who we are, we're human. Yeah. And unfortunately, fortunately, there's some mundane, you know, gritty, irritable, you know, uncomfortable tasks that need to, that need to be done. It's a necessity of life. Mm. and leaving it for others to do whilst we focus on, you know, the fancy or the um, the exciting um, comes at a cost. And, and um, what a lot of people don't like is their, their, their foundation, the way in which they live their lives on a daily level. And it's, it's boring. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's nothing special in their mind. So they, they seek excitement. They, they're constantly trying to, or, or, or chase this sense of happiness, which is a fleeting moment when there's so much that can be derived from just taking care, focusing on the small things. But in essence, it requires work. It requires action. Mm. You mentioned your father there for a moment, and I'm curious to know what was one mm. lesson that your father taught you growing up, the most important lesson that you still remember to this day that you're able to then now teach other people? Oh, discipline. Mm-hmm. Just, just being disciplined and, 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 and um, being, being uh, courteous and tolerant mm-hmm. of others. It's, um, I think they all go hand in hand. And um, I guess you, to, be, to be all these things towards others, you have to be that first and foremost within yourself. Yeah. And a lot of us, our minds and our bodies, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of agitation, and we're, we, we, we all live in our own story. 
Mm. We're superimposing that story um, into or onto or through the lens of the reality. Reality is what is it? It's it's the eye of the beholder, and mm. we we create our own reality from the inside out. Mm. And the outside can change quite dramatically if if we work on just calming the senses and you know, just allowing the mind to be at ease and helping to release the tension. And that tension over time turns into pain mm. and a lot of suffering within the body if we don't, if we don't calm it. And, um, yeah, that's, they're some of the, the greatest lessons that I've, um, mm. that I've learned. And, and one kind of, le- another lesson inadvertently is I'm not my father. I am my mm. father, but I'm not. I, I have the choice yep. or the ability to make different choices and decisions. Mm. I don't have to take that baton that he passed me when I was young that I thought I had to take mm. and live my life according to his rules or his beliefs and views. Mm. I can adopt and hold true to some of them, but other things, I, I have I have the power within me, essentially, to... Um, to be a completely different person, to even reconcile with the suffering that he may have handed me that he was incapable of dealing with. Mm. So then I can heal that for my children. Mm. That's really good. I appreciate you saying that as well. So why did you decide to go from, because you mentioned that you wanted to get a trade and and do a builder. So what made you stay in the army and not go and do what you originally set out to do? Um, I think a lot of it um, stems back from childhood and um, seeking this idea of acknowledgement, of validation as a human. Mm. And um, I didn't perceive my younger years to to, uh, there being a lot of love and nurture. Mm. So um, it's like this hole, this emptiness within you, and you don't. And I didn't feel that I was, um, I was, what's the word? Um, Valued or loved? I didn't have a, a, a self, like a self-belief, yeah, like like loved, essentially. And I, 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 I pushed myself hard to, um, to do things, to kind of gain that recognition mm. and to feel or try and stem that hemorrhaging or that or fill that hole that I felt within me and through doing so many different things and some pretty out there stuff like I reflect back on my life in the military and CrossFit I just think man how did I push myself and do some of those things Mm. and um, that was because I was operating from a place of fear I was so freaking fearful and scared I didn't realize I was scared Mm. So when you live in that place of being scared, how much more scared can you become when that <laughs> becomes question. your norm? Yeah. Yeah. And, but there's a certain bravado that comes from that. But, but the thought process, the perception, the thought process and the emotions born of it aren't awake. Well, they have been conducive. I've, I've managed to, to a degree come out the other end and, and, um, awaken from, from that, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't. Mm. They 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 succumb to that that suffering and to to just that perception that their reality and their their life and 
and the like is shit. Yeah. And um, I've lost so many mates, you know, to, to mental health issues and how many people. And look what we're all experiencing now with these restrictions, you know, from the COVID and the like. And there's a lot of mental health issues out there and, and people that are in further isolation than what they were already experiencing. Mm. And that's why human interaction and, and bonds and connection and communication um, and being gentle, as I said earlier, and, 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 and graceful is extremely important because mm. we all want to be treated kindly. We all want to be treated in, in a way that, that, you know, we can go on that day and take the knocks and bumps and, and there's enough of a buffer that, that we can learn even if we messed up without being like, you know, frowned upon face, yeah. and constantly belittled to things. Mm. Yeah. But, but unfortunately, we, we, we all expect that from the outside in, mm. and yet we're not a lot of the time doing it for ourselves. And we, what we, we would like from others, we're not being that in return. Mm. That's good. We're being judgmental. We're, we're, we're being too, too opinionated. And I put a little post up the other day in my stories about, um, about people who hang on to their beliefs so strongly that, um, that, and, 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 and feel compelled to, to get that belief across, you know, they're, they're deeply rooted in it and mm. it's coming from a place of fear and um, recognizing that, just accepting it and going, oh, there you go. And, mm. being, and, and being a little lighthearted about it. Yeah. And I think it's, um, it, it enables you to smile and just relax and ease some of that tension. Mm. And then um, you become a little more rational. You, you don't be so reactive to situations. You, you might not even have to respond at all. Mm, mm, that's good. So you went from being in the army to then transitioning to becoming a personal trainer. Would you say that all those things that you were describing before were sort of the same catalyst decisions that sort of led you to going and being a personal trainer as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think intuitively, I was just following following that path. Um, uh, uh, when I finally left the military, it was because I felt there was more to life, and there was there was so much more to experience, and um, and I guess growth to be had. You know, both personally in an intimate sense, but also in a professional sense, and um, that's what the Biggest Loser did for me. Mm. It. Um, I, I had to grow, and I and um, uh, there was many challenges. Oh, there was there was sometimes more fear and that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach, doing the Biggest Loser stuff than than jumping out of a plane in the yeah. military. Um, and uh, that's I think some of the biggest one of the biggest fears that that we as humans have, and mm. is public speaking. And you know, I, I watch people who aren't so um, uh, seasoned in when they're in front of a camera, mm. you know they can talk and talk, but as soon as they're in front of the camera and have to shut down, you know, recall a few lines, they fall apart. Yeah, yeah, and um, it takes a lot of practice. And that was me at the start. I I couldn't string five words together, mate. And um, and now you can't shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say. I get these. Some of my friends are Matty Rogers. You, you get like, going, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Steve's like, 
He's got he's got that bell helmet on. It's not just the scuba gear, the bell helmet. He's going deep. You need yep. the airline. Make sure you're going to need a lot of oxygen. You're going to be down there for a while. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, and again, being lighthearted about it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, because it's like we we do we take a lot of stuff just too seriously, and that's what I learned from the Biggest Loser as well is to just you got to relax around things, and mm. you've got to encourage people to think for themselves. And you know, there's 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 two operating systems, love and fear. Yeah. And I know in the military, certain I remember people who were high ranking would utilize fear as 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 a tool to motivate and and kind of instill discipline. Mm. And then there was others who could instill it in such a way that they were so much more gentle in the way in which they did it. And and the, the defining factor was they were there alongside you. Mm. Um, actioning their words. It wasn't do as I say, not as I do. Mm. They were they were they were kind of reiter- not re- they were reiterating and kind of enforcing what it is that they were saying through the expression of their of action and rubbing shoulders with you. You know, their hands bleeding from, from mm. digging a fighting pit. Um, and in the middle of a night, um, because they, they it wasn't below them. And and that's what I did with the contestants on The Biggest Loser. Like, I would be there with them. And I, one of the things I used to constantly say to uh, to my guys, my teams, were was um, it's all about what you can do when the when the lights are off, the doors are closed, mm. and 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 there's no one else around. And um, look, that's per- that fits perfectly to this day and age where we're in isolation to a degree. You know, what are you what are you defaulting to in the confines of your home when no one else is watching? Mm. You know, do you have the courage almost and the strength of mind and body to to put in place routines, habits, you know, and rituals that promote well being and looking after yourself and you know, achieving to a degree the things that you'd like to achieve, what you're most passionate about. Mm. Because it's not you're sitting around on your hands waiting for someone else to, to, to put the effort in for it to happen for you is never going to happen. Yeah. Ever. Mm. You've got to, you got to, it comes back to cultivating. It's like growing a garden. You want tomatoes? you got to plant the seeds. you got to nurture it. you got to look after it. Mm. And how, eight weeks later, I don't know how long, how long does it take to grow tomatoes? You'll have, you'll have the tomatoes. Mm. But if you plant an orange tree wanting tomatoes, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's and, not gonna um, work. I mean, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. But so many of us do. Yeah, you know, we, we plant things that we, at the end of the day, we don't really want, and the things that we want, uh, 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 someone else has grown. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think that's very, um, it's a very important point that you raised. I think the battle of our mind is such a interesting phenomenon on a daily basis that we need to try and guard it as best we can. So I'm curious to know some of your strategies that you do daily that help you guard your yeah. mind and some things that you have recommended to some of your clients as well. Cause I know mental health and not just mental yeah. health, but you know, spiritual health and physical health is so important and so prevalent today. So how do you encourage, mm-hmm. how do you inspire? Cause you can't actually change people. They have to make the choice for themselves. Nah. So, how do you inspire them? So, yeah, there's routines, there's habits that I've had in place since I was a kid. 
Mm. I get out of bed and I try to get out of bed before I think. You know, I, I took <laughs> that from Shunro Suzuki, yeah. um, from from a book that was written about him, Crooked Cucumber, and um, so, so making the bed, and that was enforced in the army. Um, so, so I have little like routines I do for cleansing in the morning that, that are yogic or Ayurveda based. So with neti potting and and, um, and pulling with coconut oil and things like that, and there's a whole process to that. Um, to to working out, so whether that's more output orientated, mm. more yang, or doing yin based activities like yoga and, and yin yoga, and also meditation, a lot of meditation, just calming the senses and and the, and the physiology, just just practicing sitting and being still and just observing, allowing the mind to do what the mind does. But, you know, I think of the mind uh, um, like our hands. Mm. You know, we've got a left and right hand and we use them when we need to use them. But outside of that, we let them be. Mm. But why is it that when we don't need to use the mind, we still engage with it? Yeah. And, um, you know, we can let the mind be, and that, that, but that takes practice. And that isn't a social, that's like the status quo hasn't encouraged that way of being. But all of these things that have been enforced on us lately has almost mm. required that of us because people tend to have more time on their hands and what are they doing with that time? And when they become irritable and, and, and there's, there's agitation because they can't do things, well, they just turn the TV on to, to escape, to manufacture away. Mm. When really, maybe take five minutes, ten minutes, and just sit and be still. Just observe yourself. Mm. You know, just laugh at yourself when you feel these compulsions rising in you and this nonsense going on in your head. And with time, it all it starts to evaporate, mm. and you recognise that it's just like the ocean. The tide comes in, the tide goes out. You know, you have thoughts, they dissipate. You have another thought, it dissipates. Just don't have a cup of tea with it, mm. and um. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things in those routines that I, I have in place, you know, daily. And, and other things that are that are more perspective-based, which are, you know, gratitudes and being grateful for things and, um, you know, taking the time out to appreciate and see the beauty in what is. Yeah. You're feeling the cool breeze now that winter's coming and listening to the birds and, Feeling the, the rays of sun when the sun's shining on your body. Like there's so much wonder and splendor to um, that, that you can fill the rest of your life just just observing. Mm. Mm. That's really good, man. I love those routines. I do similar things. It, it, like I get up at probably about 5, 5.30 in the morning because I have a philosophy in life and that is if I can beat the sun – that no matter what comes in my way during the day, I can conquer that too because I'm setting myself up for positive reinforcement throughout the day very, very early on uh, just to start out yeah. and get out there, get out in the fresh air. I don't care how cold it is. You know, it's, it's good for you. Um, suck it up. Yeah. You're doing something for your own well-being. And I've been doing that now yeah. for over five years. And it's just I've been noticing the change in, in my attitude, my my goals, my direction, yeah. all kinds of things. So if you set yourself up for good things to start the day, like you were saying, then you're going to start to notice a change. But if you don't, then it's like if you don't do nothing, nothing is going to come from it. You do something small, something's going to build and build and build. It's going to manifest. 
Exactly. Mm. And that energy energy pools, doesn't it? Yeah, or, and, and the vibration of that energy diminishes when you don't work on increasing the vibration of that energy. And mm. you know, what is energy at the end of the day? And, and, we, and, and kinetic energy, it's, it's about momentum and like the domino, the yeah. small domino, you flick that, it's a slightly bigger one, a bigger, a bigger. And I think uh, someone was telling me the other day, I think in 21 dominoes with the, the, the increase in height, there's enough energy potential to knock over the Empire State Building. Really? Wow. Yeah, this is what I've heard. I, I need <laughs> to research it. But, um, you know, but, but, but you think it's so true when you use that as like almost like a metaphor or an mm. analogy to, to life. It's, um, you, you, like you said, you tick the boxes, you get up. And, and a lot of the time it's, it, it's actioning things before you, before the mind and, and, and creates a negative and or some, lev, some, some justification. Mm. And then, and then the hurdle isn't as high. You, the hurdle diminishes and gets smaller. So it's easier to step over mm. to the point where it's, 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 it's ice skating. You yeah. just cruising along. You've got a rhythm. You got a flow happening. 100%. The challenge is for a lot of people is actually starting. And once you get to the start point and you go, just, you know, focus on the small things first and then just watch it grow mm. as a result. So move, yeah. moving back a little bit to, to CrossFit. Now, I'm, I'm passionate about uh, CrossFit as a sport because I used to do it in 2016. And yeah. I, got, I got to a point where I was – trying to get myself CrossFit ready. Like I was doing two sessions a day. I was nuts, yeah. honestly. So tell me about 20, 2009, I believe it was. You, I believe that's one of the earliest CrossFit games. You, yeah. you, you were part of it. So tell me how that came about and what was it like? Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, I'd, had, I'd been involved in CrossFit since 2004 when I left the Army. Wow. And... Um, Watch, watching watching everyone doing workouts, you know, on, online and, and kind of doing the workouts myself and my times were very similar to, to the guys in America and the CrossFit Games was born in 2007. Mm. So I tried my hand at it and found myself in the States. I was mixing it with the best at that point in time and, um, yeah, I, I destroyed myself in the process to, <laughs> to kind of finish yeah. where, I, where I finished and, um, yeah, it's, there was so much that I that I took away from it, and and friends that I've made that you know I'm still in contact with to this day, and um, you know I, I really um, love the CrossFit methodology, um, and and again that's scalable, uh, you know from that one percent at the top end to right down to to the everyday person, and it's a it's a methodology that I still employ to this day, and um, you know at the end of the day, big question mark, what is CrossFit? You know, it, it, it's it's the eye of the beholder, and essentially, it's just it's it's a number of different facets or modalities that are glued together, and 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 really, that's that's op- that that opens the door to um to, to your creativity and how you want to do something, and really, you know, CrossFit methodology is um, constantly very functional movement executed at high intensity. The high intensity component is relative, both physically and mentally. Mm. So, not working to the point or the threshold of of time as as your main measure or repetition, but actually a standard of movement. 
and um, and also being in tune with yourself. And a lot of the time, exercise, and even at the top end when I competed, um, you need to have an awareness. Mm. And that's exactly what it is. The best of the best, regardless of the specificity of what they do, have an ability to remain aware in time frames that the majority of people just cannot react to. Mm. Mm. Because they become overwhelmed. So imagine the uninitiated getting in a in a Formula One race car at the start line. You get the green light and go. All of us, other than those that have practiced, would crash and burn at the first corner. We just not. We would not be able to assimilate in the time frames, the processes, and what's required, the skill to maneuver that car, mm. because it's just going so damn fast. Yeah. And it's the same as CrossFit. They can move at speeds and lift weights and do everything that they do because they've honed those skills. They 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 practice. You either can or you can't, and that's that's the that's the greatest lesson of all. Nature is indifferent, but the collective ego thinks it's above nature. And what nature asks of us is um, to have the skill required. If we go into the bush, can we survive in the bush? Do we have the necessary skills to build a shelter, a fire? the source water and stay alive or we're out in the ocean with the boat capsizes do we have the skill to tread water and and were we smart enough to have enough mm. clothing or a wetsuit to or, you know all the safety vest and the like to tread water stay afloat and swim yeah and yeah. um and and we either do or we don't and yeah. we but as humans we make we make more we we blow this stuff up into stories and we make more of it than we probably need to Mm. And um, and um, when yeah, it's, it's, and, and and it goes on from there. I guess sorry, I got a garbage truck coming past. That's all right. But, um, yeah, but the CrossFit Games, mate, it was it was it was awesome, and I was training for twenty ten, and had an injury, and uh, which which meant I had to um, kind of call it quits on that. And uh, at the same time, I was I was in the depths of. Um. Uh, well, so I had to uh, put put my focus and attention into you know what I felt um, was it was best suited at that point in time, and for me it was it was you know, kind of that career and side of things over I guess my idea of being this CrossFit athlete. Mm. Mm. That's good. I have two more questions for you, Commando, because I know you're, yeah. you're very very busy. Uh, so thank you so much for your time. Uh, you've been amongst the, the the strongest people on on the planet, and you've been part of those that group of people. What do you believe is mm. real strength, and how does that translate into being a real man? Uh, gosh, real strength is being able to read your environment and those that you're around, and and be a chameleon, adapt mm. yourself to it. And, and recognize that you don't need to be front and center and the center of attention and the like and and, um, and and service and contribution at a baseline. And um, it takes real strength and courage sometimes to keep your mouth shut and not say anything yeah. and to just allow others to figure it out amongst themselves. Um, I, I kind of learned that from Survivor and, People would be creating all this drama and I'd pick up a machete and I'd walk off into the bush and collect firewood because I knew that we needed firewood. I didn't need to be 
run, you know, making my mind tick faster than it needs to be and consuming all this energy unnecessarily and telling myself stories. Mm. When I, I know that we needed, to, I knew that we needed firewood. And that's, where, I guess, a simple story to that. But um, very much being able to embrace love and um, that yin side, that feminine qualities that we all contain, regardless of whether we're male or female. Mm. And just the gentleness. We need more gentleness and more peace in this world. And we can't demand it of others. We need to be it. And the more of us that be it, uh, others recognize that within us. And then, and then they, they, they're like, I, I want a part of that. I want, a, I want a bit of that. What is that? Because we're then shining the light. Um, and the status quo, the energy shifts because the more of us then buy into it. Mm. But also what comes with that is that we're not utilizing and burning up unnecessary energy and, um, and creating more suffering and pain within us. So then we've got those energy sources on tap to put into the things that we love most. Mm. Mm. That's good. My last question for you, Commando, is where did that name come from, Commando Steve? Ah, well, I guess the unit that I was in, um, 2nd Commando Regiment, which is known as today, and um, I guess the production company that I was working for on Biggest Loser um, felt that they that they didn't want to utilize my name. They wanted me to have this kind of enigma name, like mm. the Stig, yeah? Yeah. And um, <laughs> yep. just, um, I was just this, this person that showed up on, I showed up on random occasions and uh, I felt that the commando kind of fit that perfectly and it, it, it was a flow on from what it is that I did in the military and that's essentially you know, what I did on the show at the start with the camouflage, you know, pants and the, and the black singlet and the sunnies. And I just, uh, and I, and, hey, and I've always loved Arnie. I've always mm. loved the movie Commander. Yep. I uh, love it. I feel like that's a perfect way to sort of end our conversation. Commando Steve, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And for sharing your stories on the story box. So thank you so much. Thanks, Jared. And uh, thanks everyone that's um, listening. All right, appreciate it, mate. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Storybox Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can do so now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify just by searching up the Storybox. And if you got something out of this week's episode, please leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and share it around with your friends and family. Let's start changing people's lives through powerful stories. You can also connect with the Storybox on social media for updates or to send a, a nice message via Instagram and Facebook just by searching up the Storybox. It's that easy. Until we dive next week back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom and don't forget to share your story around. I'll catch you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.